Hello, Sunshine. I'm Alexi Lawless, and welcome to the State of the Union podcast presented by State Farm. Once again, coming to you live from Doha, Qatar, site of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. Look who's here. David Mossy, my friend, my colleague, my guiding light, joins us once again, graces us with his presence. Uh, he's been working hard, as I've told you uh, now numerous nights. He's picking and choosing his moments, but when they arrive, oh, savor them. Savor them like a prime steak. And usually it coincides with a little team called Brazil doing well, as it does tonight. Uh, Mossy, uh, how you doing, my friend? I am doing well. Not only am I here, but you have no idea how close we came to the first ever David Mossy State of the Union episode because you took your sweet time getting over here, and I was ready to go. I was right behind us across the way. Uh, the great Piers Morgan uh, was doing his show, and uh, he invited me on, so I was doing an interview with him, and that was fun, and I apologize. Couldn't be helped, uh, but there is plenty to get to. Shall we uh, dig into the uh, soccer that came today? Let's do it. Last day of uh, four windows a day of games. Obviously, four games. Tomorrow, we kick off the uh, two-window, four-game days. But uh, let's start with the goals, because there were a lot of goals in what is our early afternoon game. Let's start with Cameroon-Serbia. Ended up 3-3. Three to three. I'm not sure there's a lot of people out there that predicted this score. My, uh, my Serbia... They're going to have to get their uh, their act in gear here. Ultimately, uh, a good result to a certain extent for for Cameroon, uh, for Serbia. As we mentioned, they uh, they ha I think they have to win their uh, their final game, provided that Cameroon loses to your uh, Brazil. Um, crazy game, nutty game. Serbia scores two goals right at the end of the first half, and I think, oh, it's done. I mean, usually you score a goal right leading in the half, it's a bad thing for the opposition team, but. Credit to Cameroon. They found a way and fought their way back in a, just a nutty, nutty game. Yeah, when Mitrovic scored to make it 3-1, I thought it was done and dusted. And then two goals in quick succession. Abubakar comes on and, and changes the game, gets a goal and an assist. That beautiful scoop. Oh, uh, the scoop to dupe. And then assist Chupa Moting. And Cameroon do have some dangerous attacking players up there with Toko Ekambi and Abubakar and Chupa Moting. And they came through when when they needed them to, so they get a point. Yeah, I was high on Serbia, too. Not as high as you, who had them going all the way to the final in your bracket. But, Still could happen. Uh, yeah, it could. But, uh, yeah, I've been disappointed with them one point from two games. But as you mentioned, assuming Cameroon doesn't beat Brazil, that Switzerland-Serbia game is essentially for a spot in the round of 16. Switzerland only needs a draw. Serbia needs a win. But Serbia are certainly capable of beating Switzerland, so they might make it through after all. Yeah, but, you know, don't sleep on Switzerland. You, you called them pesky, right? I think that's what you call them. Um, okay, the other game, Ghana 3 and South Korea 2. Another crazy game. And some of these games... They started to just be wild back and forth affairs and goals going in here, goals going in there, as it was uh, as it was here. Uh, Ghana and uh, South Korea tra uh, trading goals. Ultimately, it ends up being Ghana with a huge, huge three points against South Korea. I'm not sure there's a lot of people that predicted that either. Yeah, I got to say, when South Korea got it back to 2-2, it seemed like they had all the momentum. Yep. So give Ghana credit for them to come back and get a winner. And we got to see in this game a guy who I think is one of the best young players in the game, Mohamed Kudus, yep. plays for Ajax. He scored twice. Uh, so, you know, we've talked about Cody Gakpo being a real breakout star in this tournament. Kudus is one as well. Uh, so big W for the Black Stars. Do you, do you think it's big enough, uh, because obviously his price is being elevated with every passing game here, do you think it's big enough where... A transfer happens immediately. Well, how do you think it's going to play out for these transfers coming in January? 
It's strange, right? Because we're we're still in the middle of the, <laughs> the club season, season. so yeah. I suspect there'll be some movement in the winter, but uh, but the major moves will still occur yeah. uh, in the summer. I think so. Uh, okay, the uh, the third game is uh, Portugal. Excuse me. Uh, we'll just go to Brazil, Switzerland, right? Or do you want to save that for that last? You want to whatever you want. You whatever. know, you want to save it, don't you? Sure. All right, we'll save it. So we'll go to Portugal to uh, Uruguay zero and. Uh, the the we're just coming on air here, and the the breaking news is that Cristiano Ronaldo did not score, uh, despite his claims that it did uh, touch him. I was just with Piers Morgan, and he said that Cristiano texted him from the locker room saying that he believes that he uh, that it touched his head. So, um, who knows? That that may or may not uh, have actually happened. It's a little it's a pity that that FIFA does not recognize Cristiano's halo as part of his being there. Regardless, it's a good win for uh, for Portugal. I, again, they, they kind of freeform it, which is which is fine, and they can get away with it until they can't get away with it. Uh, How do you see this one from a Portugal perspective and from a Uruguay perspective? Well, first off, Piers and Ronaldo have forged quite the relationship. They're this generation's Howard Cosell and Muhammad <laughs> Ali. Right. Um, but um, I thought actually Portugal played pretty well. This was an interesting, it was kind of a tactical battle, but as the game wore on, I thought Portugal's class shone through. They, they, they were the better team, and Bruno Fernandes yeah. played very well in the first game, yep. comes back and scores two goals here. I don't think Ronaldo touched it, so I thought that was the correct uh, ruling on that. Uh, and so nice win for Portugal, and they secure around the 16th berth. Speaking of rulings, did you think that it was a penalty? For, for those that watched it, uh, the ball goes through the legs, and the defender falling backwards puts his arm out in which point, at which point the nutmeg ball on the other side is actually touched by his hand. Uh, I definitely think it was a penalty. You do? Yeah. I do, I do too. I mean, I, I know the rule states that you're actually allowed to fall like a natural human being and brace yourself when you're going to ground. That's all fine and well. But you're, you're also literally making yourself bigger in that instance by having your hand behind your legs. You and I are in the minority on this because we have a pretty low bar. While most announcers don't think anything should be a handball ever, they're always trying to contort themselves, trying to figure out a way to argue that something shouldn't be well, a handball. I think everything should be a yeah, handball. I mean, as you, you and know. I are yeah. more the other yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyway, uh, Bruno Fernandes gets both goals, according to him, according to FIFA, not according to Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> and, and what has to burn Ronaldo is he got subbed oh, out, yeah, and right? then they get a penalty. Exactly. So we said the if, same if, thing if, when we were watching. If he, if he gets credited <laughs> with the first goal, and doesn't come off, then he could have had a double himself. Exactly, yeah. and uh, because we all thought that it was going to be his uh, his goal. All right, and then we get to your Brazil. From a scoreline, you know, not anything to write home about, other than Brazil win, which is what they do. But I, it's it's a little de deceptive. This scoreline one zero. Brazil was the better team, but even going into it, you know, you would uh, you would said they're pesky, and that's ultimately what Switzerland was. They were difficult to break down, which is to be expected. They had a few opportunities, but very few opportunities. And this was just about going back to the well time and time again for Brazil until Switzerland broke down. Uh, my pesky comment you relayed on television, yes. which drew some... Do you like it when I mentioned you on television? I like it. It drew some groans in the control room. Oh, really? Uh, because... Uh, Your bosses didn't like it? You know, Judy Boyd does not like me getting the line. She doesn't like it. So <laughs> keep me behind the she scenes. She thinks he's so. jealous? Um, I can well, mention her, too. You said it. I, I did. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, 
I did, was not happy with this performance at all. Um, From a Brazilian standpoint. Yes, uh, of course. Who cares about the other team? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I thought Chichi got it wrong to begin with. Uh, the two options in replacing Neymar should have been Rodrigo, which would have been a like-for-like, like, or if he wanted to be a little bit more conservative, it should have been Bruno Guimarães. Fred, uh, it just blows my mind that he still finds his way into starting lineups for Brazil. Um, there was a time where I thought people were too hard on him. He was better than he was being given credit for. He had some good performances in qualifying, but he hasn't played a lot for Manchester United this season. His form has really dipped, and now reality has caught up to the narrative of him being this terrible player. I actually do think now he's a terrible player, and um, I thought his insertion, it was like playing with 10 players, and it led to what I thought was a pretty lackluster uh, first half, uh, and then he brought on Rodrigo at the start of the second half, brought on Bruno Guimarães around the 60th minute, and things got a bit better from there, but even then, it was it was never like they were totally on song. I mean, I thought uh, it was a very sluggish performance by Brazil. You know, the, the inflection point in this game was that, and it was a correct call, but that Vinicius Jr. goal being ruled out because yep. that goal happened early enough where that, that might have sent Brazil on their way to, It would have been know, a 3 nothing type yes. of thing. Yeah. Um, instead, they had to keep plugging away, plugging away. The goal didn't come until very late. Casemiro. Uh, so we'll take it. Three points, but... Um, it was a nice Casemiro goal. All right. well, hold on a second. They'll go back to the Fred thing because Chichi's not dumb, okay? He's not doing something that would put his team in jeopardy of winning, even though everyone's a coach, all that kind of stuff. So how do you think that he justifies someone like Fred playing in the game? I just Other think, than I don't know. I just, I just think every coach has that guy. We've talked about it sure, with Southgate sure. and Maguire and Berhalter and Aaron Long. Um, even Scaloni and Otamendi to some degree. I, it surprises me sometimes how often Otamendi starts for that team. Um, yeah, so Fred is just teaches guy. He likes him. Uh, I don't think that this result, despite your misgivings here, um, changes the way that I or many others feel about how good Brazil is, or if we picked them to win, which I did, that we're going to change it right now. Well, let me say something positive. Okay, good. And you and I have been on this page, so um, every time they have a performance like this, it reaffirms what we've been saying. The defense is outstanding. Yes. Brazil has not conceded a shot on target in the first two games. Allison has not had to make a save. <laughs> wow. Um, and this is against Serbia and Switzerland, yeah. who are pretty good teams. Um, so that part of it is outstanding. Uh, Casemiro has been phenomenal um, in these first two games, not just the goal, but just overall. Uh, his play has been outstanding. I just spoke to my father, and my father said he absolutely should not play in the Cameroon game, start Fabinho, because you don't want him to pick up a yellow. Um, yep. we, you know, we did a, a feature on Casemiro on our pregame show, and I think it's pretty clear that he is the most indispensable player on this Brazil team. Remember, when we Neymar, lost... Neymar after the game immediately you yeah. know, tweeted you know, how important he was. Yeah, when we lost four years ago in the quarterfinals to Belgium, he was suspended uh, for that game. So uh, that's a worry. You can you cannot have him get himself suspended for a big knockout game. So you have an opportunity here to Cameroon. That's a game you, you slot in Fabinho and you still no problem, get a result, finish first in the group. So I hope Chichi is smart enough to do that and not play Casemiro. Well, uh, the feature that you mentioned, it was interesting to hear him talk about the responsibility that he feels, that, that most Brazilians feel, to play a certain way, to be romantic, to be creative. But it's almost his job to enable those others. Sure, and yet yeah. tonight, it ended up being him hitting a hell of a shot. I mean, that that half volley on, on like the, the, the downbeat there, if you will, was just beautiful in the way that he took it. Uh, the other player who uh, I thought really added a spark when he came on was Rodrigo. And, again, I was talking to my dad about this. 
Chichi might have to find a place for him in the starting lineup. Um, Rafinha, I thought, was a little bit better today than in the first game. Had that one beautiful cross to Vinicius in the first half. Uh, but overall, still not providing enough. Anthony, when he came on, wasn't that good. Um, Rodrigo t is just in much better form than those guys, and he's versatile, so there's different ways you can get him in the lineup, and I think Chichi has to figure something out there, even when Neymar comes back. I think there's a world where you can play Vinicius, Neymar, and Rodrigo in the same lineup, and Chichi needs to get creative and figure that out. And again, Bruno Guimarães has to be ahead of Fred in the central <laughs> midfielder pecking order. Uh, he wasn't even that good, but even even him just being okay by his standards was an improvement over Fred. So, oh, my um, goodness. Hey, um... I had another uh, Mossy call. Uh, some, some guys showed up behind the set again and asked for you. So I, I, I debated calling you, but I knew you were knee-deep in it. I had to explain to them that, no, they're not going to get their moment uh, with David Mossy. But the, the guy I took a picture with yesterday posted it on Twitter. So oh, really? Yeah, I got a, got a nice reaction. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, I, you had your credential on. You probably got in trouble for that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, quick, uh, we are on the eve, well, now we're actually on the day, uh, when it comes to the U.S.-Iran game. Uh, quick preview for the uh, folks out there. What do you, what do you envision for this? Um, it's going to be tough. Uh, I think there's a lot of Algeria 2010 parallels, okay. but I think it ends the same way. The U.S. finds a way to get a goal late. 1-0 U.S., they go through. It, uh, your, to your point, I think that Iran is going to bunker. I think that it's going to be very difficult to break down. I think that this U.S. team, if under Greg Berhalter they actually are this progressive, evolved type of team, then there is plenty of talent there to be able to break it down. Not going to necessarily do it in the first minute, but eventually you will wear them down and you will find that joy. Or set pieces, and I know I harp upon them, but they are a staple. And again, I, I re reiterate about this U.S. men's national team, it drives me crazy, the wasted set pieces that they have, you know, that, they, that, that we've seen this, uh, this tournament. And tomorrow, or today is when we're talking, against Iran, you cannot afford to waste it. You have a set piece coach as the U.S. men's national team. You announced it. All right. Presumably you're paying him money. He's got one job, set pieces. And set pieces have been a problem for the United States in this tournament. Tomorrow, they cannot be a problem. Because if and when you are coming and that onslaught is coming against Iran and those corners are happening or they're fouling and those opportunities happen in a set piece, we better damn well have something up our sleeve. And the service better be good and the opportunities better be good and the understanding of what you're doing better be good. All right. Anything else, Mossy, before we go? Well, last thing for me, uh, only three teams through to the round of 16, France, Brazil, and Portugal. Only two teams eliminated, Qatar and Canada. Everything to play for, yeah. Those are abnormally small numbers going into the last set of group matches if you compare it to past World Cups. So we have a lot on the line still the next few days. Should make for some fun, fun stuff. As I mentioned, uh, while there are continue to be four games on these third game uh, of group play days, they are simultaneous play, simultaneous play, which means that there are two different windows. Uh, less work for us to a certain extent, but obviously there are two games going on, so one game will be on Fox, one game will be on FS1, and we will bring all of the action to you. Anything before we go, Moss? You want to say hello to anybody? Uh, no. <laughs> all right. Pithy as always, my friend. Uh, this has been the uh, State of the Union, my friends. I am Alexi Lalas. This is David Mossy. It has been presented to you by State Farm. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, are you going to grace us with your presence uh, anytime uh, in the future here? Tomorrow. I oh, will be back. A double dose of David Mossy for all of you Mossy fans. So he will be back in all his glory tomorrow. Uh, I will be here. And hopefully, 
we will be celebrating a win from the United States, which would mean they get out of the group, and then who knows who they are going to play. But that's the first order of business. It is going to be a fun day of soccer tomorrow, and we look forward to being there with you. Until then, and as always, my friends, this is the State of the Union, and size the day.